0: Hello everyone. I'm Kayla.
1: And I'm Silas, and this is The Adventures of Kayla and Silas, a podcast about everything travel. Each week we cover travel topics that we find interesting and that we hope you will too. This week we have a very special treat. We are here with my grandmother and grandfather to talk about all the places they've traveled all around the world, all throughout history, of their all entire lives, all for the entire podcast, except at the beginning. <laughs> where we will start with updates. Kayla, give us some updates.
0: Well, I just want to update everyone on Global Entry. Okay. Because last time we recorded a podcast, we were getting ready to go to the airport, to Mm. the U.S. Customs Office. I remember that. To get approved for this program called Global Entry, which we talked about a little bit, but basically it means that when we go through customs, we don't have to stand in the long line. Pretty much. I mean, and then also when we go through TSA, we don't have to go through the long line.
1: So we get to skip right to the short line. Yep. Well, we should sign up for that.
0: We did. What? And we got approved. But we had a lot of issues with it last summer, and it's just been a long process in trying to find a, because we live in Iowa, there are no places in the well, there was nowhere close by where we could go do our interview. So it took us a long time to find the right place to get an interview. Completed.
1: And there was a lot of misinformation online or, or incomplete information online because when we were looking to go do the interview, we read several places that we could just do a walk-in at whichever place we showed up. And so we were taking a trip out of Minneapolis And they have a place to do interviews there for Global Entry. And we said we, so we just showed up to our flight like four hours early and said, this should be plenty of time to get in for an interview because they take walk-ins. Well, there was no one waiting in the uh, waiting area. So we thought, score, we're going to get this done today. It'll be amazing. That was not the case. They said, do you have an appointment? And we said, no. And they said, well, you need to have an appointment. I said, how do I schedule an appointment for today since there's nobody sitting in here? They said, I don't know. And they were not very happy with me. So I was not very happy with them. But we ended up not getting it done then and ended up going to get it done in Austin.
0: Yeah, while we were in Austin, we did it on our way out and it was great. And We did have an appointment that time. We did have an appointment that time. And it just was lovely. It and was. So now we should be getting our cards in the mail any day now.
1: And then we will skip to the short line.
0: Yeah, we already did do the short line when we were leaving Austin, but we weren't in the system yet, so they kicked us back out to the long line.
1: <laughs> but we did skip through the line. They they didn't make us go wait through the line. They're just like, oh well, we'll just have you cut through here. So we like cut in front of a whole bunch of people. So mm-hmm. it still was like going through the short line.
0: It was a win. It was a win. Anyway, we just want everyone to know, we are proud card-carrying Global Entry people.
1: We are. We're very proud of it. We're We're in the group. We're in the end club. All the cool kids are doing it.
0: Well, anyway, glad that's over.
1: Yeah, it was- Because it
0: literally took us six months to get- It was a a very,
1: very long process for (laughs) something that seems like it should be pretty straightforward I mean the actual the amount of time that we actually spent doing things for it probably totaled to three hours total.
0: No, no it's not it not wasn't a lot long. of work. It was just yeah. trying to figure out exactly when we could schedule our interviews and where.
1: Yep. But now we're done. Well we might write some more information up as a blog post on on our site to detail the ins and outs a little bit more and give some advice. But if not, you know, sorry about that. So Moving right along, we are going to interview my dad's parents. I've been blessed with lots and lots and lots of grandparents, and so I have to keep track of who belongs to whom, whom, whom belongs to whom, whom, I have to keep track of them. And these are my dad's parents, Bev and Rex Pippet. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. You're welcome.
2: Likewise. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. Today, we just want to talk with you. You guys have been all over the world. Rex, Grandpa, you were in... I'm going to call him Grandpa. That just feels weird. Sorry, everyone. Grandpa, you were in the military, and during your time in the military, you traveled all over the world for all kinds of stuff. A lot of top secret missions, a lot of undercover spy work.
0: You want to ask him where (laughs) he went?
1: So... Uh, you were a photographer for, and you did Morse code. What else? What else did you do for the for the military?
2: Help guide airplanes.
1: You help guide the airplanes,
0: but you didn't fly the airplanes, right? You're not a pilot.
2: No, I'm not a pilot.
1: Not yet, anyway. <laughs> Give it time. So during those those trips around the world, I guess tell us a little bit about both of you together. Tell us a little bit about all the places that you've been and and just kind of the path that you took to get to omaha where you're at
3: now well
2: that's your question
3: well no no you you traveled a lot before we met you did the interesting things like alaska and north africa and and a lot of places in the united states texas texas mississippi new Ill- york illinois yeah but um, where where else did you go? In you were in Casablanca, correct? Is that right? In Morocco.
2: I went to Casablanca. Did you stop at a gin
1: joint? <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> was it like the movie? <laughs> <laughs> um, where else did you go? Well, fast forward to when we met, we went to Japan, and we were in Japan for three years, uh, which was very very interesting. I bet. Yeah, there was so much there that wasn't, that was new. Of course, there was the language barrier.
1: Yeah. That was really the biggest adventure that the two of you did together, right? Because you did live around the United States a couple of different places together before you moved to... No,
3: after. Japan was the first, right after we married. and then, You went
1: to Japan right after you married?
3: Um, six months, maybe, after Oh, we my married. gosh. And I'd never been in an airplane, and...
1: And your first airplane ride is to go to Japan.
3: <laughs> yeah, a train from Omaha to San Francisco and then airplanes to Japan.
1: Oh, my gosh.
3: Three eight-hour flight, parts to the flight, three eight-hour legs to the flight. Do you remember
1: where the legs went through? I mean, you were in San Francisco already. Where did you fly? Did you fly up to Alaska Hawaii. or to oh, Hawaii, okay.
3: And then Wake Island. What,
0: wake were these just
2: military
3: a, planes? Wake okay.
2: was just a Pan stop, AM. though. Pan yeah. wow. wow. Wake was just a it's a nice stop.
3: Right. We didn't stay there. We just that was where we refueled, I guess, because we had what four engine four engine plane.
2: Yeah, oh yeah. Oh gosh.
3: Yeah, and so. But we, that was noisy. It was noisy. Yeah, but it was big. Yeah. A lot of people. And then we landed in in Japan. We landed at. Hokkaido? No, no, no. What was the name of the airport? Uh, I don't remember. I really don't remember. I can't remember either. That's
2: okay.
1: We don't need exact names of things. I mean, that would be great, and this will help you get the job. But you know, <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll see what what uh, marks we put down. Just you know, do as best as you can.
3: Thank you. <laughs> So
0: tell tell us more about living in Japan. Aside from the language barrier, mm-hmm. what was interesting? I mean, what sticks out to you even now as being unique? unique? Yeah.
3: Well, um, where we lived was rural, more like what we would consider rural. They called, they referred to it as the rice paddies. That's the way people would say, well, you're living in the paddies. You're not living in base housing. Oh, sure. Um, we had no telephone, we had no car.
1: Oh wow. Um, we
3: had a bicycle, and Grandpa rode it to work and back. And then we took a bus and a train and a bus yep. to Fuchu Air Force Base in where he was stationed. And that's where we bought our groceries and
1: A bus, then a train, then another bus to go buy groceries to make the same trek back.
3: How long did that take? I, Only. I oh no! <laughs> <laughs> it felt like it, but he rode his bike, and it was much more direct and quicker. You know, oh, to sure. go to work.
1: But not great for groceries.
3: No, 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 or the doctor, or and and to go to chapel. We went to base chapel. We were very active in that. Mm-hmm. Being in a foreign country is uh, really draws people together because, of course, we're all suffering with the. Language barrier, yep. and so we were very glad to be with other English-speaking people. Yeah, and uh, we really became very close with our chapel group, hmm. and we go- went on bus trips, and it was like a family. Okay. And we we're still in touch with them. So, oh, cool. Yeah.
1: So you, you also, I, I remember. I'm remembering lots of stories now, and trying to to piece all these together. But I had an aunt and an uncle born in Japan, mm-hmm. or.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So, uh, you had two kids while you were there Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: and what was, there was one story where grandpa had to ride his bike through the night or something to get to the hospital in time. Or what, what was that story?
2: She decided to have their Steve. Steve. Steven. And her first child over there.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No phone, no car.
2: Uh, No, yeah. No phone, no car. I had to depend on military transportation.
3: But how did you get to the cab driver? To take me to the hospital. Remember the bike? Remember Papa-san's bike?
2: We lived next to a, a lumberyard man. Mm-hmm. And he took one look at your mother.
3: <laughs> Grandmother. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and pronounced sure with Mama-san.
3: Yeah, Mama-san. You better believe it. And he, he, he loaned Grandpa his bike.
2: Loan, yeah, he loaned me his bicycle so I could go get a taxi cab. <laughs>
3: In the Have dark. him
2: follow me back down to a rice patty daddy.
3: <laughs> and then we got in the cab, and what happened at the base? What happened at Tachikawa Base? You
2: got to Tachikawa, guy at the guy at the gate, sits at the corner, at the gate, he says, You, can't, you can come in, but you can't bring that vehicle with
3: you. <laughs> I so said,
2: Either you let me. Come through these gates or I'll have my baby right here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, you said that, Rex, or Bev said that?
3: I think he said it. <laughs> or we'll have the baby right here. Yeah. Oh,
1: gosh. So so he went to go get a taxi to come get you. Right. From the house to drive all the way back to base. Right. And when you got there, the guy said that you have to walk?
3: You can't take this, you can't bring that cab in on the base. They weren't <laughs> authorized, you know. So then Grandpa told him, well, or, either fine. way, we'll have the baby here then. We'll have the baby <laughs> right
1: here. <laughs> and, he didn't seem equipped to take care of that, did he?
3: <laughs> no.
2: I went through interpreters. So, I don't know if he got the full p- picture or not.
3: The poor cab driver was petrified. So what did you tell him? No, no, no. You, we, we got, we got to come in. He said, "When you fin- when you're through with the cab, send it back out. You know, send him back out." Well, what is he going to do? Yeah. So Dad said, <laughs> as far as he knows, he's still down there driving around. <laughs> he, he couldn't go with him inside. and show him the gate. You, you guys know? just
1: ran inside and said,
3: <laughs> "Good luck getting out." <laughs> And an hour later, Stephen was born.
2: They didn't believe me that she was going to have a baby until she got up and walked away.
3: Then they believed me, right? Or believed they you? They busted
2: everything they could find to get me over to the hospital.
3: Very exciting. Was the second birth that exciting? It was. It was in the middle of the night, but we were in base housing then. Oh, okay. And we had neighbors who came and stayed with the other kids. We had to take Karen, our oldest daughter, with us mm-hmm. when we went on the cab. You know, because we couldn't leave her alone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was little. But the, then when Linda came, we were in a more normal setting. And uh, I don't remember if we had our car then, when Linda was born. No, we didn't. I don't remember that. I borrowed one. Oh, did you? I didn't remember that.
0: <laughs> but you were closer to the hospital
3: mm-hmm, then. Mm-hmm. We were in a better situation. That could have really Oh, All gone. I
2: didn't do take the cover off of her. I didn't see the bulge.
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> then they knew I was expecting a baby, right? right? That was another thing about Japan. I was conspicuous because of my size, being very pregnant. Mm-hmm. Where their women bound themselves and they wore kimonos, and you couldn't even tell if they were pregnant or not. Oh, wow! And so I got a lot of uh, odd looks because I was
1: walk around with a big bump. <laughs> yes, yes.
3: I don't think I realized that at the time exactly. Sure. Yeah, we were an oddity. And it was hard to shop out on the open market because the clerks thought we were extremely funny because we would read from the book that they gave us, to the language book, to say, how much is this? And I would say it like it was written, but it wasn't the way they spoke it, you know? Yeah. And so I would say, how much does this cost? And they'd laugh. And (laughs) (laughs) somehow or other, we managed to survive. And it was fun. It was interesting. And
0: Give me an approximation. What time frame were you there?
3: In from 55 to 58.
0: So it was only 10 years after World War II. Exactly. So they probably were really unfamiliar with having white people in their markets asking how much food cost to begin with, right? Exactly.
3: Exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Wow.
0: That's so interesting. Because I feel like if you went to Japan today and you tried to say how much... It would be a very normal exchange.
3: They would probably also know that much English, you know, so that we would be able to communicate. They also had like a National Guard or police forces for their own country, you know, Mm. and they would march on the streets. They would, Mm -hmm. they'd be out doing marching. And And it was a very peculiar feeling because it was very close to when the war had happened. Yeah. So it kind of. It would kind of jar you a little bit to see that. Oh yeah,
1: well, it's still jarring to see military personnel out anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And we were just in when we were just in Italy. There were a lot of military people with assault weapons mm-hmm, mm-hmm. walking around the city.
0: At as, the at the big tourist at the big spots. tourist spots,
1: and we we never figured out exactly why they were out. Mm-hmm. Exactly, there were there's something about.
0: It was like Operation Street security or something,
1: but you know why why there needed to be that much
3: right weapon weaponry
1: and <laughs> it was just it felt like overkill, but
3: but with with terrorism the way it is, there that was a deterrent, maybe just
1: pro- I mean, yeah. we didn't see anything crazy happen, so they were just walking around, <laughs> but yeah what What other interesting differences do you remember? because I remember at one point you were talking about the the dish the um the dishwasher that you have there or something
3: <laughs> we had a babysitter that came there was a, a Methodist chapel, a Methodist missionary
1: Okay.
3: she had a school right near us, really nice um uh, American lady mm-hmm. spoke Japanese just like you you have to blink because she sounded just like a Japanese person you yeah. know. And uh, she sent us a girl to babysit because we were going somewhere. We, that was the only time we ever had a babysitter, I think, in, when we were out in the rice paddies. Mm-hmm. So we went to a movie, I think, on base. And we came back, and the kitchen was all cleaned up, everything was tidy, and couldn't find the dishes. Huh. And we looked and looked, and oh my gosh, wonder what happened to the dishes. And she had very neatly, she had washed them and dried them, and she very neatly stacked them around the agitator in our washing machine. That was the only place she could think to put them, I guess. That's. And we just funny. kept saying, "Oh, thank goodness she didn't turn it on." Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but that was unusual, you know. Very. And uh, <laughs> did you
0: get to go anywhere fun while you were in Japan? Kind of a- away from base.
3: We went to the mountains. We went. Do you remember the name of the mountain that we went to? The mountains when we bought no, our tables. Fuji. No, 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 no. We'd, you went to Mount Fuji. You went to Mount Fuji with the Boy Scouts, and I wanted to go, but I was expecting Linda or someone at that time, (laughs) and I couldn't go. But you did. Do you remember that? I remember. Yeah. But we went to another mountain range, and we bought our tables that we've got in the living room, and there was a cable car that went off into the mist. I would not go, and um, Dad and... uh, (laughs) Who was it? You uh, and...
1: You, Grandma, nervous about
2: heights? <laughs>
3: just going off into the mist when they just disappeared. <laughs> getting, up, oh.
2: <laughs> getting up on the stepstool at uh, home.
3: <laughs>
1: Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> They're off in the land. Never, never if the stepstool is too much, you know that the cable car the cable off into car- the mist is going to be too much.
3: <laughs> I think Karen and Pamba Barbie went with you and Vern. And uh, I think Lorreen and I stayed behind, both of us. But it was quite a trip. It was a beautiful trip. Oh, another thing about Japan, there were no gasoline stations or potty stops. There was no place to stop en route. It was just country. And so, you know, you had to improvise. (laughs) And uh, we were improvising on this trip to the mountains. And uh, we thought we were well hidden and we were being private and everything. And all the ladies and I, Lorraine and Pamba and Karen and I, and lo and behold, behind us was a railroad track, which we of course did not see. And here comes a, an Oops. old Japanese papasan just walking along the track. You know, <laughs> and, uh, we were we were just embarrassed, but we it was all right. It turned out fine. I don't think he even noticed us, but we sure noticed him. <laughs> no um, rest stops or yeah. nothing like that.
1: Very cool. It sounds like Japan was. It doesn't sound like it was super stressful, but was an opportunity that that you felt like you grew
3: definitely, and learned a lot. Definitely,
1: what an exciting first couple of years of marriage to just go live in Japan. I mean, yeah. that'd be amazing. Kayla and I'm hoping to do something similar within not the first six months of marriage, but soon after. I mean, we're we're getting ready to do a long extended trip to Central and South America, so. Be yes. lots of adventures, and um, we'll see if we end up with kids along the way. Probably not. But.
0: <laughs> well, and it's 2017 instead of 1955, right? So that might account for some differences as well. <laughs> right, right. Very
1: like cool. bathrooms. Bathrooms. There, there might be a few more bathrooms. Who knows? I, I, I don't know. I Haven't traveled around uh, Central South America ever, so. Who knows? Maybe there'll be no bathrooms and we'll have to improvise too. And
3: maybe you will. <laughs> and, and
1: some old grandpa will be walking and, and I'll wave at him or something. We'll see. Right. Um, <laughs> so you, after that trip, then you came back to the States.
3: hmm
2: Internally you, different. And
1: very, yes, I believe that. <laughs> Where all did you go during those next couple of years before you got to Omaha?
3: Oh, you want to talk about Selfridge?
2: Suffolk so Air Force Base? Mm-hmm. Air Base.
3: In, in near Detroit is where we went from Japan. So you were in Michigan? Mm-hmm, in Michigan for four years, I believe.
1: Oh, wow. I didn't realize you guys were there for
3: four years. Yeah, we were there a long time. And um, then that was a neat place to be. We met, met a lot of nice people there. We had a nice church we went to. We helped build a New building, a new church. In,
2: uh, How about your Japanese experience with the lumberyard men?
3: Oh, we, well, we, we left Japan, but... Oh, you there's go another back story? To, you want to go back yeah, to Japan? Yeah, let's go back to
1: Japan for a second.
2: This is exciting <laughs> stuff.
3: This is the one I told Logan. On either side of our house, the first house we lived in where Dad had to get the bike, uh, was the lumberyard and an empty field. And Papa-san had, owned the lumberyard and... What which story was I telling? I don't know. Well, he was he Papasan was a really good neighbor. We didn't we didn't we couldn't speak to each other because we didn't share a language, but sure. he was watching after us all the time because we were the only American family in the neighborhood. And uh, if the power or if the electricity went out or the water wasn't working right or whatever, he'd come over and show us what to do. Oh, and, that's so cool. Uh, he was really a nice man. Oh, I know. And so he always looked really scruffy. He had, he was always, uh, he looked like he belonged in the lumber yard, you know, he was, his clothes were dirty and, and he had whiskers, but he was the kindest man. And um, so when we left and, and then he was the one that loaned grandpa the bike to take to get the cab to take me to the hospital. Uh-huh. So when we moved then to another community before we got base housing, I, we had advertised to sell a television set that we had. I don't remember how we got that. But anyway, we put the ad in the paper, and this nice-looking man came to the house, and he was in a white shirt, clean-shaven, very nice-looking man, Japanese, of course, mm-hmm. and I assumed that he came to buy the television and but I couldn't speak to him, so I ran and got my neighbor. I was saying, "Oh, yes, just you know, did you want to buy the television?" Well, he didn't understand me, and I didn't understand him. Uh-huh. So anyway, I went and got Joanne, who was Japanese, but she spoke English, and she came and translated for me. Lo and behold, it was Papasan, <laughs> <laughs> and <he ran>. go <laughs> all cleaned up and like a. <laughs> And I did not recognize him, you know. And I sat him down in front of the television set and turned it on and ran and got Joanne. And I bet he thought, this woman has lost her mind. <laughs>
1: she doesn't, why she doesn't remember, she remember me? Why
3: doesn't she remember me? But he didn't look like Papa Son at all. That was the funniest, I felt so, I kept saying, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. And then he stayed and played with the kids and it was all okay when she explained to him. But yeah, that was.
1: That's funny. Did he want to buy the TV?
0: No, he no. just cleaned he just, himself he, up. He came to because, visit like he always did. <laughs> he cleaned himself up amazing.
3: Well, I don't know. He must have gotten a new job. Maybe he sold the lumber yard and moved up. You know, I don't know. But um, it, he didn't any more look like himself than the man in the moon. And I've got pictures in that album that Logan has uh-huh. of both both Papa's sons. when he was in the lumber yard oh, and when fun. he was all cleaned up. Yeah. Oh so,
1: I, I would love to see those the, I, That's an awesome story. <laughs> it is. It was.
3: How could I have forgotten that one?
1: I don't know, <laughs> yeah. Papa's son. Oh,
2: Papa's son. You did it all.
3: I did it. So then, Michigan. We came home to visit a lot on the once a once a year. We came home in the summer to the farm in oh, sure. Iowa and visited. And um, Grandma and Grandpa came out to see us when we were out there. They brought. No, I better not say that they brought the car. How was that? We sold the car and where did we sell the car in Japan? Oh, I know that was while we were in Japan that they came they got they drove Dad, Grandpa's new car, his new chevy oh yeah, out to to send it to Japan so that we could sell it over in Japan and we sold it to someone who paid the same amount that Grandpa had purchased it for three years earlier.
1: Oh wow. So you shipped a car out to Japan. How expensive was that?
3: I don't know how he did that. How did it? How did we do that? Did the military With do that?
2: Military military transportation.
3: Oh, so we weren't in any hurry. You know, it was right. like, and so um, we drove it for a little while over there, and then somebody bought it from Grandpa, a Japanese person.
2: On the left-hand side of the road. I bet were, that was weird.
3: Were cars
0: just more expensive because you're on an island? Is that why it was worth more?
3: I don't know. It was a, it was a four passenger car, and they liked large four passenger cars. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't remember how all that transpired, but Grandpa and Grandma did have an adventure because they had never driven to California before. Oh, you know? sure. And so um, they drove it out. Great
1: then- Grandma Pit?
3: Mm-hmm. From the farm? Mm-hmm.
2: That was the first time they probably ever left the farm.
1: No,
3: well, they didn't go far, I'll tell you. <laughs> until that, until that first time. First time
2: they ever got a, a mile or so away from the home. I oh, yeah. like that.
3: I'd forgotten wow. that.
0: That's fun.
2: That's really cool.
1: So you you did move, so when you moved back to the States then, you moved around a couple of different places. But you also have taken a few vacations that are, are fun. Let's let's move on to those for a little bit here. And as we close things up, talking about just vacations, because that's a lot of the people that listen to the podcast are traveling and aren't necessarily traveling for the military to go live somewhere else for several years. But what vacations have you guys taken?
3: Or what, what's your favorite vacation that you've Yeah, you some
1: take? of your favorite vacations or, or favorite vacation.
3: How about Estes Park, Colorado? Rocky Mountain National Park. Yeah? Yeah. How about the elk bugling in the evening in the park? Are oh, you guys in got the to fall? see that? Oh, we did. And the sound of it. It was just incredible. Just incredible.
1: Now, when was this? When, were you, when did you go to
2: Estes Park?
3: Oh, when was that? Would have been... 58? No. Later than that. Would have been in the 60s, I think. When the children were, we could leave the children. They were in, they were old enough. Maybe I don't think they went with us on a couple of those trips. We went after school started, and somebody stayed here. I don't remember. Hmm. But um, it was fabulous. It was the best. If I were to relive a vacation, that would be the one. That's,
1: That's awesome. really fun. Yeah. So what were your what were your favorite parts, and what what all things did you do besides watch the elk bugle?
3: We just drove around in the mountains and we and I like to souvenir shop and and go to the little all the odd little shops and ate a lot, probably. We always do. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Food is always very important. So um. agreed. So you
1: drove so you drove all the way out there. Mm-hmm. How long of a trip was that? Just a day. Oh sure.
3: Yeah, I think just a long day, yep. maybe. And when we had children with us The big excitement was, who's going to see the mountains first? Mm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I see the mountains. No, that's a cloud. No, it's the mountains. (laughs) 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 We had fun. We went to Colorado frequently. That was our favorite. We lived out there. We were stationed at... uh, at, Ant. Ant, yeah. Dad was stationed. I shouldn't say we, but we really were. And... uh, we were close to the Air Force Academy, which is where Brian was born,-huh at the Air Force academy hospital, and so we we were a lot in the mountains. We like the mountains:
1: It is beautiful it is
3: clear, um, nice winters, snow one day and the next day the sun would come out, and you could hang your laundry outside again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did you, uh, so did you do a lot of hiking or was it mostly driving and stopping for picnics and, and just sightseeing that way?
3: Well, yeah, we did some walking and, and such from
1: light hiking, not, not adventure backpacking where you're going to be climbing mountains with, you know, without ropes or anything. No, 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 you're just walking through the the forest.
3: Yes, (laughs) safe, safely. Yes.
0: Well, and I imagine you know, forty or fifty years ago, the national parks, like the trails and stuff, were quite different than what I think of as hiking in Rocky Mountain National Park today. Even
1: probably so. Probably so.
3: We went to Glac- we went to Glacier National Park, and oh, sure. we that was a wonderful trip. We went up through Montana, mm-hmm. then through Glacier, and then
1: that had to be beautiful. Oh, it there. was a
3: gorgeous trip. It was. Only thing is, I looked for glaciers and I didn't see what I expected. Oh yeah. You know, of course now I don't know if there are glaciers in that in Glacier National Park now. Just small ones, yeah. which yeah. just looks like a little snow in a crevice. You know, yeah. not like glaciers like you expect. But beautiful trip.
0: Didn't you? You two went to Yellowstone too, mm-hmm.
3: right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was cool. That was very nice.
1: what did you think of Yellowstone National Park, Grandpa? It was All the just geisers. a park to me. It was just a park.
3: <laughs> what about the buffalo?
2: They had them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, you, you were a photographer in the military, and you, did you continue to do photography after the fact? I mean, when you were doing these vacations around to Glacier National Park and to the Rocky Mountains and Yellowstone, did you bring a camera? Was that something that you continued to do?
2: I think I had thoughts about that. You, yeah.
1: <laughs> you, you did.
3: We've got boxes of pictures to prove it. Yeah. You took lots of pictures. Lots. And now Linda does it. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. She kind of has, you know, like if we go on a small trip, she'll be the one. that she, With the camera? Mm-hmm. She does good. That's awesome.
2: I told her everything she knows. I know it. Modest. I love it.
1: Very cool. I guess the the... The last thing that I want to ask the two of you is what advice do you have for travelers? I know you've been traveling for several years now and and long trips and short trips and trips in between, but what advice would you have for, you know, if they are either in the military or for work planning to head over to another country for several years, what advice would you give them in preparation for that?
3: Well, I think it would be important to, of course, didn't have the opportunity, but it would be important to um, learn as much as you can about the country before you go, Mm -hmm. and to be open to change, to be friendly, Mm -hmm. and uh, you'll learn a lot. You'll learn a lot. You'll learn that people are much the same no matter where you are, and um, enjoy. Take pictures. (laughs) (laughs) That's great advice.
1: That's awesome. Grandpa, any closing thoughts?
2: I don't remember any.
1: Well, that's our show. Thank you very much, Grandma and Grandpa, for being on it. Uh, We really appreciated all of your travel stories. It was a lot of fun to take a trip down memory lane. But as always, we ask that you leave any questions you have in the comments section below, or if you have a specific question, feel free to email us directly or connect with us on social media. Our email address is Kayla and Silas at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest by searching Kayla and Silas. We're also on iTunes. If you listen on iTunes and would love to leave us a review, that would be great because it helps other people find our show. Once again, we're Kayla and Silas wishing you luck with your upcoming adventures.
0: Goodbye. Bye. bye. <laughs> bye
3: what bye. fun!
0: <laughs>